Welcome to the Green Up Possibilities podcast, empowering you with information about what is possible, improbable, and nearly impossible with money. Brought to you by Green Up Wealth Management. Thank you for joining us. I'm Brad Tater, Senior Vice President and Wealth Advisor at Green Up Wealth Management. And I'm Aaron Kirsch, Chief Client Advocacy Officer at GreenUp. Welcome to our first podcast of 2022. Most of us use the beginning of the year to create New Year's resolutions, and one great resolution for this year is getting your financial house in order. Aaron, getting a financial house in order isn't just about your investment portfolio itself. Here at GreenUp Wealth Management, we believe in taking a holistic view of our client's situation, which includes investment management, but also estate planning, which coincidentally we discussed on our last podcast, tax planning, and risk reduction strategies, including insurance. That's right, Brad. And as fiduciary financial planners, we make unbiased insurance recommendations for our clients. There's so many different kinds of insurance to consider, liability insurance, property and casualty insurance, long-term care insurance, disability insurance, umbrella insurance policies, just to name a few. On this podcast, we're going to focus on risk reduction strategies, specifically life insurance. And I think it's important to note that life insurance can pertain to not just individuals and families, but can be used for business purposes as well. We'll focus today on specific life insurance needs for individuals and families. When it comes to insurance, insurance is all about protection. And life insurance specifically is protection for one of the most important assets you have. That's your ability to earn money. What happens if you got hit by a bus tomorrow? How would that affect the people who depend on you financially? You know, Aaron, I'll share when my daughter was born, uh, I bought a term life insurance policy to protect my family in the event that I got hit by a bus crossing the street tomorrow. And I did the same thing, Brad. When my daughter was born, I bought a term life insurance policy because I thought if something happened to me, how would my wife raise my kid and be able to send her off to college without my income? When my son was born, I thought about it too. And I looked at the amount of coverage I had and I realized, you know, that might be enough for my daughter and my wife, but that wouldn't be enough for another kid. So I got a second life insurance policy to make sure that if something happened to me, my wife would be able to raise the children and get them through college and have a little bit of money left over also to help her in her retirement. And Aaron, I'm sure you'll agree, we both had to make evaluations and determine how much coverage was needed. What kind of lost income are you trying to replace for your family? You also have to determine the duration of the coverage. Term policies, for example, are a fixed period of time. So maybe you think about getting kids through college, uh, helping a spouse get to retirement, covering a loss of income to cover a mortgage. Whereas lifetime policies can be whole life and long-term policies known as universal life. And they would further protect a spouse in retirement, leave a legacy to your children, and potentially offer cash value for retirement and policy loans. And Brad, what makes a life insurance policy a life insurance policy, whether it be a term policy, a whole life policy, or a universal life policy, is that they offer a death benefit. If you die, your beneficiaries get a tax-free payout from the insurance company. Now, that affects how the insurance company charges you for that life insurance policy. The more risk there is to the insurance company, 
meaning the more likelihood there is that they'll have to pay out that death benefit, is direct influence on on how much they charge you for that life insurance policy. So they're going to look at a couple things. One big thing they look at is your age, and another big thing they look at is your health. On the subject of health, Aaron, the insurance company will undergo an underwriting process. They'll ask for a medical exam often. They look at your lifestyle. Do you participate in dangerous sports or hobbies? Do do you race cars, for example? And a question that they often ask is whether or not you're a tobacco user. The insurance company is going to use actuary tables and mortality tables to help determine what the expected age of death would be as well. Right, Brad. And remember that example that you gave and that I gave for the reasons why we bought life insurance policies when our kids were born. For young parents, life insurance, specifically term life insurance, is really inexpensive because you're younger, you're less likely to die. And so it's really inexpensive for that insurance company to give you an insurance policy because the risk to them is pretty low. And younger people tend to be healthier. And so when you get older, you wouldn't want to get maybe a new insurance policy at the age of 80. That's probably not a good idea because that's going to be really expensive. The insurance company is going to look at your age and say, well, what's the likelihood that we're going to have to pay out a death benefit soon? And the answer is probably pretty high. The concept with life insurance, as it is with just about any kind of insurance, is if you can insure against a catastrophic financial loss for not a lot of money, you do it. So for term life insurance policies for new parents, for example, maybe you're looking at a few thousand dollars for a million dollars of coverage, covering you for 20 or 30 years. That's pretty inexpensive. But other insurance policies aren't necessarily a good idea. And that's something that you should be talking with your wealth advisor about to determine what is the best kind of coverage, what makes sense, and what doesn't. Aaron, I think it's also important to recognize that a thorough insurance analysis should be done to determine what your short-term liabilities are versus what your long-term liabilities are. And that'll help really set the stage on whether a temporary policy like a term policy would make more sense or more of a permanent universal or whole life policy makes sense. Life insurance is also used as an estate planning tool. As advisors, we've used life insurance in the past to cover estate taxes when thresholds were much lower. Currently, the lifetime exemption is $11.7 million per person or $23.4 million per married couple. This means if you had a $30 million estate, roughly $6.5 million would fall under the inheritance estate tax, which is quite hefty. I think it's important to note that the Biden administration currently is looking to lower the estate tax threshold. And this needs to be discussed because it wasn't that long ago, Aaron, that that threshold was much, much lower, just a couple million dollars, meaning a lot more people would have fallen into the need for potentially life insurance as an estate planning tool. At this point in time, it doesn't look like that's going to pass, but it is something to recognize and be aware of. Those are all great points, Brad. And let's use an example of how you would use life insurance as an estate planning tool. Let's say your estate is over the threshold and your heirs would have to pay estate tax on a portion of your estate when they inherit it. And let's say you own something like a farm or real estate. When you die, your heirs will inherit that, but they have to pay estate taxes. And let's say they don't have the cash 
in order to cover that. The life insurance policy would provide them a tax-free death benefit, and they could use those proceeds to pay the state tax without having to worry about selling that farm or selling that real estate to generate the cash. Brad, there's so many other uses for life insurance. One strategy is to use life insurance as a legacy, which provides a death benefit tax-free to your heirs. Another strategy is to use it as a long-term care policy alternative. For instance, some universal life policies will allow you to access the death benefit while you're still alive to cover long-term care insurance costs if you need it. Some policies like whole life policies and universal life policies have a cash value built into that. And there are times if you need money, you can take a policy loan from that cash value if you need it. And then finally, as you mentioned, Brad, at the beginning of this podcast, there are plenty of business uses that you would use life insurance for, which we'll go into at another time. Brad, many people think that insurance, any kind of insurance, is a waste of money up until the time they actually need it. And aside from a more thorough analysis, Aaron, on your liabilities, some of the variables and factors to consider is the fact that we don't have a crystal ball. It does provide peace of mind, and it does protect those that are important to you and depend on you financially from financial catastrophes. Aaron, I think it's important to note for clarity, we're not here trying to sell life insurance. Heck, a lot of our clients might have no need for life insurance. What we are saying is we do believe it's important to be able to provide education. Knowledge is power. It is worthwhile reviewing and determining if there is potential need for life insurance to be able to to meet your objectives and goals. That's right, Brad. So we're recommending that everyone talk to your Greenup Wealth Advisor about getting your financial house in order for 2022. And if that includes life insurance, it would be good to talk to that advisor about whether you need life insurance in the first place, what kind of life insurance you might need, how much coverage you need, and how long you might need it for. For the entire team at Greenup Wealth Management, thanks for listening and Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Greenup Wealth Management is a registered investment advisor and the opinions expressed are our own. All statements and opinions expressed are based upon information considered reliable, although it should not be relied upon as such. Any statements or opinions are subject to change without notice. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Information expressed does not take into account your specific situation or objectives and is not intended as recommendations appropriate for any individual. Listeners are encouraged to seek advice from a qualified tax, legal, or investment advisor to determine whether any information presented may be suitable for their specific situation. Past performance is not indicative of future performance. 